0: No notes. We'll see how this goes. Hey, Susias and Cochinos. I'm Gallo, the chivalrous chauvinist. Welcome to another episode of your favorite podcast. Susias are my favorite. Today's episode is called Slacks. What the fuck is Slacks? Who knows what that is? Well, I mean, I know what it is, but do you know? Some of you who know me personally might have heard this story or might have heard the acronym and what I use it for. And before I get into it, I have to nerd out a little bit as to numbering and why that's relevant will make sense shortly, or you can probably figure it out as I'm explaining numbers. So originally, Slacks was one through 10 number system. And then I had to adjust because, you know, one through 10 wasn't enough. And so I had to reduce certain things or categories within it and started going to a hexadecimal system, which is 0 through 16, but numbered 0 through 9, A through F, where A represents 10, B is 11, D, C is 12, so on to get to F, which is 16. You might recognize that kind of numbering system if you mess with your computer coloring, like uh, RGB sliders if you mess with Photoshop or anything that has to deal with color sliders. 0 through 255 for RGB or zero to 255 is covered by ff so ff is 16 times 16 equals 256 but you gotta subtract one for zero so zero is actually the absence of color in rgb sliders lots of nerdy shit there but essentially you could represent 255 255 and 255 as FF, so FF, FF. started using that system four sets of four to get up to 16 and then I realized, well, there's no accountability for, like, the middle. And then studying more and being a nerd with numbers and numerology, I realized or found out about Sumerians where they could count to 12 on a single hand. And you're like, wait, what the fuck? I get it. I get it. How the fuck can you count to 12 on a single hand? Actually, they could count up to 60 on a single hand because the Sumerian number system is base 60, 60 The same way where 0 through F represents 1 through 16 in a single digit, 0 through 60, 60 was represented by a single digit or a single symbol or emoji or icon, whatever you like to call it, for each number going up to 60, then 61, then you would get two digits where it'd be the digit for 60 and the digit for one. But I'll explain how they could count up to 60 on a single hand. So on one hand, either hand that you have, Presuming that you don't have uh, parasympathesis, parasymp- parasympathesis, 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 parasynthesis, fuck, I forgot the name of it. Essentially, it's a condition where your hands, uh, usually it's one or two fingers that you have fused knuckles between your fist or your palm to your, so basically you could only bend the tips of your fingers in some cases, which is a rare condition or rare birth defect. And so your hand would be smooth or your finger would be smooth at the first uh, bend or joint where most other people have it. And I knew a guy in high school that had this. That's how I know this uh, condition. If you don't have that birth defect, then you can count to 60 on a single hand. So you count to 12 initially by counting each knuckle on your finger and you keep track of each one. I'd like put a finger down kind of challenge that way. You keep going. Each finger represents twelve. Five times twelve is sixty. It's just a little bit of nerd information you might not care about, but now you learn something new. Don't believe me? Google it. So now my numbering system for slacks is twelve. I don't use hexadecimal anymore and just use regular digits because too much work and I can do it with one hand. So what does slack stand for? Slacks is the way I use or rate women that I'm dating to pursue something more serious into a serious relationship. And sure, you can call me sexist or misogynist or whatever it is you want to call me, that I rate women, but everybody rates the person, or even the opposite sex, or rather rates the sex that they're oriented to or that they're attracted to. And whether it's mentally, physically, sometimes as reductive as smash or pass, but I would like to put more inferred into it as to explain my methodology, or my mindset in the way that I approach dating, in the way that I consider or look at women to have a serious monogamous relationship with. And slacks isn't the order in which I rate. It's just kind of the mnemonic device to help me remember what each thing stands for. So S, sexual compatibility. L, looks, which is the first thing I look at, of course. A is attitude, which is something you get to know which is the second thing I see or look for once I get to know the woman. And X is X factor or je ne sais quoi, just uh, the French of that special thing that you can't really put your finger on, but it's something about them that lures you or draws you, draws you towards them, their magnetism, whatever that is. The way that I actually rate would be more like lax S, lax S, laxes. Slacks is just an easier way to remember it. What do I mean by sexual compatibility? It's kind of difficult to quantify because there's so many variables in it. But essentially, if all three ports aren't open for me to dock into, okay, wait, no, this, is, this isn't uh, TikTok. I can say whatever the fuck I want. So if all three holes are closed, or rather, if only one or two holes are open, then that's certainly like no-go. Like there's just, that's it. Not that I want to use all three holes every time that we have sex. Sometimes it could just be mutual masturbation, whatever. But the point is, for me, to be sexually fulfilled, there is more than just the three holes to have fun with. And so she's close-minded about three holes. Generally, in my experience, most women are close-minded about kink and other things that I would be interested in doing and trying for my sexual gratification. Which, of course, whatever hers are, I would strive to give those to her. The way I rate that is essentially if all three holes are closed, well, then that's a zero, no points, and that's the end of conversation because sexual compatibility is very important to me in a relationship. Now, that doesn't mean she has to be a three in sexual compatibility. She has to be at least a one, which in my book is all three holes are open. I would prefer her to be a two, which is a one plus open to exploration or experimentation. Damn, that sounds so bad, though. Because it's not about sex. It's about having a long-lasting relationship. But you can't tell a woman or I can't tell a woman what I like or look for in a relationship because she could fake it or pretend to be those things or say she's those things. Dive into a relationship with her and then realize three, four months down the line that it was all based on a lie. That, in fact, she isn't into X, Y, and Z. That she's only from A to Z if there's things that I like to do. She's only into A through G, which isn't enough. That's not even half. And I'm willing to give her A through Z in her book, but she won't meet me even halfway in my book. So that's a waste of time. That's why I spend so much time dating women, like six months to a year to get to know them and see all the other things, but whatever. To get to that point, to even get to the, to the six month mark, even pushing for that much time for monogamy, there has to be the slacks points. Looks. Now, most people try to use the zero through 10 or one through 10 scale, but whoever rates anyone a one? I mean, you could, but nobody ever says it out loud. And for me, in my book, you're either below average, average, or above average. It's, It's so much easier to rate in that sense versus, oh, well, no, you're a five, but she thinks she's a nine and having that type of discussion because appearance or looks is subjective. What what attracts you or attracts me or is gonna be different from guy to guy. Personally, I like an hourglass figure. And I don't like size zero through six. I prefer like an eight through twelve is more my preference or size shape. I'm thinking more of like Sofia out or Selma Hayek, Jennifer Hudson, Anna Nicole before she lost all that weight through Lipo. I mean sorry, hydroxy cut, air quotes. But either way, before and after Nicole towards the end, both are Aesthetically, my physical preference, or even Heather Graham. Wait, Heather Graham? Ashley Graham, the model, plus I supermodel. And it isn't that I'm into busty women. I'm actually more of an ass man, but I prefer proportionate DNA ratio. So, for example, Iggy Azalea and JLo are actually below average in my book because they're not proportionate. But again, those are my preferences. Just like it's okay for women to want a six-figure guy that's six foot tall and has a six-inch dick or longer. It should be okay for me to want an hourglass figure. You have to take accountability of the face as well. So there's below average, which feminine, presentable, attractive as a female, but just not attractive for my book. And what I'm thinking of is the older sister in Meet Joe Black. I want to say her name is Sarah Gay Hayden Harden. She's below average. Another thing as far as looks I like feminine appearance more skirts and dresses all right here's here's the best example body-wise shape-wise Billie Eilish would be perfect if she wore more dresses but she doesn't she dresses as a tomboy she wears oversized shirts she wears uh leggings shorts workout shorts whatever so to me that makes her below average because not just her physical appearance but the way she presents herself the way she dresses also she's like 12 so Too young for me as well, as more of a better example of how I rate looks. It's not just body, it's not just face, but it's also attire and dress and how they present themselves from day to day. So like um, Pam or Angela from The Office, to me, they're actually above average because they usually dress in feminine attire. Most guys would consider them average. A. Attitude. This one's difficult to quantify or explain, but it is still a three-point system. And essentially, crap. I had an example. Ah, I got it. I'll, I'll get there. So, but the attitude is the attitude with me—the way she is and behaves around me, how she treats me, and how she works with me. And ideally, I'm not gonna lie—I would love a Stepford wife, a '50s wife that, as on my beck and call, is feminine and does everything or nearly everything that I ask. I still want some pushback. I want some brattiness to it. But that is very rare, at least in American women. First-generation Latin American women usually still raise this way, and the ones that I've dated have been more than accommodating. And if I'm doing something, working out in the garage, changing oil, whatever, mowing the lawn, they have no issue with bringing me something, some type of refreshment or coming out, not necessarily keeping company, but checking on me to make sure that I'm not overexerting myself and to keep me from having a heat stroke and actually being caring and attentive to me. That doesn't mean I want a slave. That doesn't mean I want someone under my heel, you know, not have a mind. And where I am coming with this, with that perfect example, is Laura Dutton from Yellowstone. My wife that passed away, a good example of who she was as a person was like Laura Dutton. She was a boss bitch in everything that she did. Took no shit from anybody at work. People actually feared her on and off the derby track and yet were surprised in how soft gentle and feminine she was around me because i was her protector i was her safety net i was her man and so that would be a better example to show or illustrate what i mean by what i'm looking for so as far as looks as far as attitude and of course sex appeal or sorry sexual compatibility is what works for me and then the x factor the x factor you could actually have a zero on there still make it on my list however it's always bonus points. And the X factor, that random thing that you can't really put your finger on. Normally, as I said, I prefer hourglass figure, long hair, feminine, skirts and dresses. However, a woman like Pink, the singer, has that, you know, that the quoi, that little X factor, that's something that petite, short cropped hair, pixie cut, whatever you want to call it, has something about her that makes her attractive. Can't put my finger on it. Doesn't mean I would marry her. Doesn't mean I would want to date her because over time, I probably would grow to dislike, or maybe I'd like her even more. Who knows? It's hard to explain. Again, it's that just that X factor that gives you points or gives you a desire to want to be with someone that you normally wouldn't want to be with. And women do this often enough when they try to justify why they're dating a man to their girlfriends. Sure, he doesn't look good and he doesn't have money, but there's something about him that she really likes. Sometimes it's just a D, but other times it's the way he treats her or some other thing that she really can't quantify or explain to her friends. You see this a lot in rom-coms. You might even hear this a lot in your circle of friends. So the point of all this is to try to push you to stop rating people from 1 to 10. Because rarely do you use 1 through 5. You could even just reduct it down to binary, zeros and 1s, go or no go, smash or pass. But have more criteria. Don't just base why you want to date someone on their looks alone. This all reverts back to, or kind of goes to my point, there's no pussy on earth. No woman that is hot enough to put up with any amount of crazy. And sure, you might joke around and say, oh, no, no, I'm not that crazy, or I don't act crazy, whatever. Crazy is only tolerated because usually, crazy equals good sex. Which is fine. But it's not good for a relationship. And guys. You should value yourself enough to not put yourself in a bad relationship and end up like Johnny Depp. Fortunately, he had money to fight it. I doubt you do. I hope you consider or reconsider the way you rank people. Not just on looks, but other factors. Figure out what's important to you. It took me years to come up with this. Hopefully this will help you figure out what's important to you in a relationship. Or to consider a woman or a man to have a relationship with. Thanks for listening. I love you. You are worthy of it. Till next time, Besos.